Ryan Horvath, Kate Constable with you here tonight. It's BetMGM tonight. Nick and Trista with the night off. They'll be back next week with you guys. Right now, Major League Baseball, just a couple scores to report on because we got some weather delays in a few of these games, including here in Baltimore, as the Orioles and the Yanks are in a rain delay. Uh, but Shohei Otani, Kate, it's the top of the first inning. He's already homered. He's now on pace to hit 61, which would be one short of the American League record, which we just saw set last year by Aaron Judge who, by the way, is back in the lineup tonight if this game ever gets underway out in uh, Baltimore. Uh, Let's talk a little college football. My favorite sport, we're almost there. Week zero is almost here, thank God. And to talk about college football, what's going on at Michigan, we welcome on now one of the best, Bill Bender, Sporting News National Writer. Bill, thanks for giving us some time here on a Friday night. How are you? Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with Jim Harbaugh in the hamburger that is going to get him a four-game suspension (laughs) and how this affects the Michigan Wolverines, who are plus 850 to win the national championship this season. They bring back J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, uh, I believe eight members of the defensive side of the ball. How does this affect them this season, this four-game suspension? And what's going on right now at Michigan with this whole thing? Well, it sounds like the four-game suspension, we'll know more if that's actually going to happen in August. I know that Jim Harbaugh, shut down that line of questioning eight times yesterday at Big Ten Media Day because I was standing right there. And, uh, you know, as far as on the field, you know, you guys know the first four games. It's East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Those are all high spreads games. I don't think Michigan loses any of those games. Maybe they don't cover one of them. Remember how they were they were a cover machine in some of those games last year, though, where they just, just pounded people. So, um Long term, I mean, it's only going to be a thing if they lose the game or don't win the Big Ten or don't turn to the college football playoff. And maybe that's the impetus for Jim Harbaugh to entertain the NFL yet yet again. I know if I was him, I would. Bill, Blake Corum said at Media Days that if they don't go all the way this year, he considers this season a bust. And that sounds about right because of all the talent they have and the pieces they brought back. Is that how you view this team as well? Well, I, you know, Harbaugh went the other way and said he does, wouldn't look at it that way. But I, I think if they don't get to the Ohio State game with an 11-0 and record, it would feel that way. Because once you get to the Ohio State game, if they're both 11-0, and I actually think Ohio State might be undersold a little bit considering how much front-line, first-round All-American talent their roster has. And if they lose, yeah, they would probably be disappointed. But the fact that they've turned – the Ohio State game into a coin flip the last two years with these two wins and two playoff appearances and has built probably their most talented roster under Jim Harbaugh shows how ready they are to maybe take that next step. Bill, uh, what are your thoughts on the Wisconsin Badgers heading into the season? You know, it's year one for Luke Fickle, new offensive system, new quarterback, Tanner Mordecai. I think they uh, upgrade from Graham Mertz. And then you look at, you know, the biggest game in the West Division is against Iowa, and they have that game at home at Camp Randall. What are your thoughts on Wisconsin coming into the season? They have a win total of only eight and a half right now. Well, I think they're going to win the West. Uh, I think Luke Fickle's an outstanding coach and a developer of talent. If they can get that out of the quarterback position from Tanner Mordecai, even better. And as Luke Fickle said, it is going to look different. Looks a lot different with Bill Longo. They're going to throw it around a little bit, but they still have Braylon Allen. I know a lot of people have the Ohio State game circled. It'll be prime time in Madison. Luke Fickle, obviously, Ohio State ties. Created a lot of excitement. I think Wisconsin's a little bit of a sleeping giant in the West. 
And if Luke Fickle can even come close to replicating what he did at Cincinnati, it's only a matter of time before they're back in the Big Ten championship and playoff hunt. You mentioned Iowa in the West as being the other team possibly to contend with Wisconsin. Iowa only averaged about 18 points a game last season. I mean, their offense was absolutely brutal. Now they bring in uh, Cade McNamara. Is he going to be able to change this thing, turn this thing around, and actually make Iowa worth watching this season? I was going to say, let's start with a first down, right, and not a punt and three and <laughs> out. Um, right? Yeah, you bring up a great point. Their offense was bad last year. And I think with McNamara, you have a guy that won a Big Ten championship in Michigan, has those intangibles, good leadership quality. I know you can't really measure that, but he fits in well with that Iowa methodical approach on offense and they brought Eric all a star tight end who battled some health in- issues but can play and their defense will be solid they'll be in the mix I mean for all the jokes we made about their offense last year they still won eight games you know they still went out there and played tough defense against Ohio State even on the short field um, so I-, I think they could get back in that mix as well and you know, if you're asking me if they're going to change the way they do things offensively, I doubt it because they've done this, those things the same ways for about three decades. Who do you like to win the Big Ten? You know, I know a lot of people are talking about Penn State. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest James Franklin guy, but they have eight starters back on offense, eight on defense. So there's a lot of hype around Penn State. Uh, your thoughts on them and then uh, who you like to win the Big Ten this season? I mean, we're going to pick Michigan because they are at home when they play Ohio State, they do have a tough out at Penn State. What I'm wondering is the scenario where, let's say, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, they all split the head-to-head games against each other. That's a completely feasible scenario because Penn State hasn't beat Ohio State since 2016. Michigan always has trouble when it goes out to Penn State. Michigan has Ohio State figured out a little bit. So if all three of those things happen, it'd be wild. But every time I say that, it never happens. So. Um, it would just be really interesting in this last year of the Big Ten having 14 teams if it did. But I'll take Michigan over Ohio State with the understanding that the Buckeyes are more than capable of going 12-0 and with the talented roster they have. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that Ohio State, not necessarily underrated because no one ever underestimates Ohio State, but maybe flying a little bit more under the radar than they have in past years, just with, you know, C.J. Stroud being gone and new quarterbacks coming in. Is that what kind of not concerns you, but what people might not be noticing as much about Ohio State is that they still do have quite a bit of talent? <laughs> uh, you know, I live in central Ohio, so I'm around it every day. So it's just hard to explain to people that Ryan Day's 45 and 6. The two <laughs> that he's lost that people worry about, but it's the same team that, you know, a lot of the conversations around here were if Marvin Harrison didn't get hurt, and I know this is woulda, coulda, shoulda, they might have beat Georgia. And, and they're one of the few teams that can actually go out there and talent's not the issue against Georgia because they have plenty of it. So I do think Kyle McCord is going to have some growing pains at quarterback, just like C.J. Stroud did. But I think by the end of the season, they'll be as good as anybody in the country. That Notre Dame game on September 23rd is going to be a lot of fun because they're going to South Bend, and Notre Dame feels like they've got the right quarterback with Sam Hartman. I can't wait for that game. You know what? You brought up Notre Dame. What are your thoughts on them heading into the season? Uh, Their win total only 8.5. I am – 
I'm a homer. I'm a Notre Dame fan. But I'm really excited for Sam Hartman, obviously. Probably their best starting quarterback since the first year of Brady Quinn. What are your thoughts on them and Marcus Freeman heading into the season? I was going to say, you should be excited about Sam Hartman. They're going to be able to throw the ball down the field a little more, be a little more creative in the passing game to go along with that running game. So you would know that I think they're good for nine. It really comes down to what do they do in the big three games? Do they, do they beat Clemson again? Can they go down to Clemson and win? Can they beat USC? That's going to be such a fun game with Caleb Williams. Um, Ohio State. I mean, that's three top ten teams right there that they're going to play. And if they go two and one in those games and go 11 and one somehow, they will be in the playoffs. Somebody won't like it in one of the other Power Five conferences, but Notre Dame has that opportunity with Sam Hartman. And it's and at times last year under Marcus Freeman, despite the 0 and two start. They had it going at times last year. Clemson is the favorite to win the ACC this year for good reason. Florida State, though, not far behind them. And then it pretty much drops off from there. Do you see the ACC as being just a two-team race between FSU and Clemson? Um, at the top, yes. With, but North Carolina will factor in with Drake May. I mean, when you have a quarterback that talented, you're more than capable of getting back to the ACC championship. Pitt is kind of under the radar looking at their schedule. They're going to get off to a fast start, and Pat Narduzzi figured out a way to maximize the talent on that roster. But, yeah, I mean, well, Florida State, it's an early thing, too, because Jordan Travis, obviously his Heisman odds are right behind Caleb Williams. But they play LSU and Clemson in September. So their season could either be really, really high or over before it starts in some ways if they lose those two. So – but Clemson and Florida State could have a rematch in the ACC championship game. I actually think we're sleeping on the Tigers a little bit with all the talent they have. They, they're to the point of the program where they win an ACC championship and it's considered a down year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are your, you know, if I offered you the field or Georgia in the SEC this season, uh, <laughs> which way would you go? And who gives Georgia their best game, their best shot, I should say, in the SEC? Oh, you're going to do that question. I used to do this every year with Alabama, and it was <laughs> so hard because my, temp, my inclination is to take Georgia. And yeah. I know they play Tennessee late in the season, but looking at Georgia's schedule, I don't see any way they're not 10-0 and when they go to Knoxville. I, I still think – that could be just an amazing game. And then, obviously, they would have to beat Alabama and go through the playoff. And But I think the way that Kirby's got it rolling with the talent, watching their spring game, watching nine different guys catch a pass of 20 yards or more, knowing how much four- and five-star talent's on the roster, I'm going to take Georgia, but I don't feel great about doing it because you're, you're, the SEC is so loaded with good teams that anything could happen. If Alabama and Nick Saban lose two games again this season, how much do you think we see Saban on the sidelines? Well, I mean, he'll still be there. I, I think he'll be there until you know, they got another quarterback coming in next year. I would say he's going to go as long as he can. Now, it depends on who those losses would be to. Are, the, are we losing to LSU and, and Tennessee in the same fashion that they did last year? Those were really close games where Alabama had a chance at the end. Uh, the big thing and the big reason people are off Alabama a little bit, and I say off in the same way you were talking about Ohio State, um, mm -hmm. they figured out quarterback, and they've been spoiled at quarterback. When you go think about it, Jalen, uh, Mack, and Bryce, one-eighth of the NFL starting quarterbacks 
are out there. They all played at Alabama. So the fact that they don't have somebody of that caliber right now is why people are so uneasy. Uh, Bill, we got about two minutes. Uh, you look at the Big 12, and uh, it's Texas, it's Oklahoma for me, and uh, then everybody else. What are your thoughts on those two teams heading into the season? Texas is getting a lot of hype, obviously. They are, and, and I'm guilty of peddling that hype too, but I really like their offense. I think when yours can be great, I think they're capable of going into Alabama and winning um, because they should have beat Alabama last year. So, I mean, for Oklahoma, it'll be on the defensive side. They do have talent on offense, but – you know, Kansas State and TCU, Baylor are going to make that race interesting. But I'll go out on a limb, and I'll say it on your show, and next time you have me, you can replay it and make me look like a fool. I think Texas is going to win the Big 12. I, I do too, Bill, so I won't make fun of you, I promise. <laughs> I won't call you a fool. I, I think there's way too much talent, which is crazy. You lose a running back like B. John Robinson, and you're probably going to be even better. Thanks so much, Bill. Uh, love your work. We'll be following all season long. 